Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by MacWeldon.com. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. This is an interview with Eric Anders Lane. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This interview with Eric Anders Lang has been a target interview of ours for quite some time. We love Eric Anders Lang. He's the host of Scratch TV's Adventures in Golf. He now has his own podcast, the Eric Anders Lang podcast. He's just a, a great human being, found golf late in life. We have such a great conversation with him and all the adventures that he has had, uh, that golf has taken him. We talk about why golf is so addictive, how it's changed his life, what happens in Thailand, stays in Thailand, and getting naked in front of the Adventures in Golf crew. That's just a little bit of what we talk about. We hope you guys enjoy this interview. Be sure to follow Eric on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to check out his own podcast as well. It's a fantastic listen if you've not heard it before. And obviously, look him up on YouTube. The Eric Anders Lang channel is just total fire. So enjoy the interview. Thanks again for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic Tour Junkies guest interview podcast. I'm really excited about this next guest. This next guest I have been following, Pat has been following for a few years now. It's probably been, uh, it was I, I would say it was definitely before we started the podcast. So it's been over three years maybe. Uh, we've wanted to have him on for a long time. We've met him a couple times, ran into him a couple times. Great dude. Interesting, interesting guy. Dropped out of high school, hated golf, started playing golf in his 30s, got addicted to golf in his 30s, became the host of Scratch TV's Adventures in Golf, hosts the Eric Anders Lang podcast and Eric Anders Lang YouTube channel. Obviously, by now, the guest on this week's podcast, Eric Anders Lang. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I am really good. It's it's good to be introduced by the tour junkies. That is a solid, uh, I'm just over here smiling. So that's a nice feeling. <laughs> you can check that off your list, man. I know it's, uh, it, <laughs> isn't it, it's fun as a podcaster to be on the other side of the interviewing, um, at times we we've been interviewed on a couple of shows and it's always great. So we appreciate you being yeah. on and we're excited to pull out some really good content from you today. Um, by the way, if you're not already following Eric on social media, it's at Eric Anders Lang. That's Eric with a K, Anders, A-N-D-E-R-S, Lang, L-A-N-G, on IG and Twitter. I will say, you know, Eric, you're kind of opposite of us. Your, your IG game is killer. Your Twitter game is almost non-existent. Um, our <laughs> Twitter game is killer, and our IG game suffers uh, a horrible slow death every day. Um, as we add like a follower a week. So um, <laughs> maybe offline we can share some tips on, on that. <laughs> yeah. But you guys, you I guys need to be followers. Well, you know, you're just, you're, you're just a good, you're a visual guy. You know, like you, you, the stuff you put out is so visual. So I think it works on Instagram where um, nobody wants to see us or, or see the, the stuff we do. So it's just more, Twitter's more informational. So we can throw that out there. All right. Right. Um, Let's get into this. So, Eric, I want to start off by talking to you a little bit about the podcast. The podcast is a relatively new thing for you in terms of, you know, um, some of the video stuff that you've done in the past, the documentary background that you have. Um, but I love the podcast. It's so unique. It, it is a, um, a claim to be a podcast about uh, golf, travel, comedy, um, 
but it is so interesting. So, so I bet we have a ton of listeners that have never listened to the show. Um, so here's what I wanted to get you to do. I want you to fill in the blank. To our listeners, if you like blank, then you should listen to the Eric Anders Lang podcast. Eric, fill in that <laughs> blank. Wow. Uh, if you like really difficult shots from the trees uh, <laughs> to like tucked pins, if you look forward to those with like a smile, then you would love the Eric Anders Lang show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you know what? That's actually true about me. Like, I go. relish those moments. I'm in those, I'm in those moments a lot. So I get a lot of practice. It's not an um, easy podcast to listen to. We, we go on tangents. Um, I mostly talk with um, personalities and celebrities about golf and we, we kind of meander everywhere. Um, there's no editing and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's ultimately rooted in a love for the, for the, for the wonderfully difficult game that we've all found. Love it. I think it's a great description like ours. You know, our listeners are used to unedited podcasts. So um, yeah. from a quality standpoint, I think they're good to that. I, they're probably also used to rambling and tangents. Um, but yours are always very funny. They're informative. They're, um, they're deep, um, which I think we're going to get into some of that today. Like it's a, it's a very interesting listen. And I think, I think if you're a diehard golf nut, you can enjoy the Eric Anders Lang podcast. But I also think that if you're the wife of someone that's a, a, a diehard golf nut and you've never understood them, you can listen to that podcast and, and enjoy it. In fact, my wife, I say that because my wife is that person. Um, and, and we've talked about your podcast before, uh, just some of the content that comes out. So it's a very different, it's a unique show. And I, and I love listening to it, which is one reason why I wanted to have you on. So, Well, DB, that. that's like the nicest compliment anyone's ever given me and I look forward to to sort of stretching that across most things I do because the idea is is that well it's, it's multiple but it's it's like one is like how do new people get involved in golf well I mean it's on us to bring them into the fold as whether they're newcomers or non-golfers or whatever and you know I mean even still it's like why do golfers not love everything else about being a human on earth you know like i mean <laughs> there are so many other great parts of being alive just because we love golf doesn't mean we don't love like like you know whatever it is we're talking about whether it's having children or you know having a dog or watches or, or making children yeah <laughs> that's that's usually the more that's usually the more rewarding part <laughs> um, i've made so many kids okay going on <laughs> uh so of all those interviews, those interesting people that you've talked to, because like, that's the other thing too, is like, if you're telling somebody, okay, um, uh, you know, golf podcast, sorry, of course you got to name the tour junkies, but you know, no laying up, um, foreplay by Barstool, uh, Eric Anders Lang. If you look at the list of people who have, who, who have been interviewed on all of those shows, it's a great game of one of these things is not like the other. And it's the Eric Anders Lang interview guest list because you're like, who, you know, I see names all the time, like, who the hell is this? Or sometimes I see names and I know who they are, and I'm like, why the hell are they on Eric's podcast? But it's, it is because <laughs> you you bring these people into the fold, or th they are in the fold, but nobody knows they're in the fold of, like, just golf nuts, right? And and you guys are talking golf, so it's a very different listen. It's very interesting. Um, and of those people, what's your favorite moment or interview from your podcast so far? Well, I think I think one of the biggest moments 
of the year could be when I was at Craig T. Nelson's house, who is obviously a, a close friend of mine and the um, lead in the show coach, the voice of mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible, so many other things, um, Poltergeist. He, in one breath, basically taught me something about golf and uh, athleticism and celebrity and personal life in my view of Tiger Woods, uh, and this was in March or April. And basically I was saying that I had a problem with Tiger, right? Because I came to golf right around the time that Tiger got involved in the major scandal uh, seven years ago. And I struggled with uh, getting on board. And and Craig was basically like, that's none of your business. And, um, you know, he he made a Tiger fan out of me uh, (laughs) after uh, out of a guy who had basically judged him maybe inappropriately. What what's what has surprised you about doing a podcast or hosting it yourself or or producing it? That because I mean you weren't really in this game before. You weren't in radio. You didn't do pot. You were always camera like video. What surprised you about it? What surprised me is some of my some people tell me that their favorite episodes are the ones without a guest, which is (laughs) shocking to me because (laughs) I'm not a one man show guy. I'm not a walk on stage and talk for an hour guy. But not only are those received well, I enjoy them, right? I feel like I'm actually, in the same way that a listener probably feels like I'm talking to them, I feel like we're having a conversation. And I actually um, feel bad when I don't have the time to do it. Or like I've been struggling with a little bit of a sore throat the past week or two. And so I I threw in a, a one that, you know, on Sunday or Monday, we do two a week. I threw in one that, that we'd already recorded and I missed that opportunity of the check-in. So to me, those are some of my favorite moments is really connecting on a deeper level just with what's going on in my life, whether it's golf or travel or dogs or making children, all of these topics. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to hit you with a couple of deep ones here and then we're going to take another like, like a, a mental break, emotional break with Pat and some funny, some, maybe some different type stuff. Um, <laughs> And by the way, shout out to Snowball, your 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 lovely dog. Uh, Definitely how's, shout how's out. Snowball doing? He's uh he's so he's on my lap right now, and he's really enjoying this interview. Oh. <laughs> oh. We should ask Snowball a question. Um, uh, Snowball, um, if you were to give Eric any superpower, what superpower would you give him? Oh well, he. <laughs> I can't respond in his typical German accent. Um, well, <laughs> um, I think he would give me the power to understand what on earth he's thinking because he <laughs> stares at me a lot and he really thinks that I know what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you remember, you remember, David? Last time you interviewed Snowball, you were using a fake mic. Um, we're actually using <laughs> real yes. mics uh, today. <laughs> yes, that. that's true. TV show that was hilarious. Yeah, you you uh, counted. On, we could count on Eric to 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 catch us in the act of using a mic that was a dummy mic. <laughs> of all the people that we stuck that mic in their face, and like you grabbed it and immediately like, wait a minute, is this thing on? Is this thing even working? It's it's very light. What, are there batteries in it? And I'm like, geez, man, no, it's fake. It's for the look. Like just <laughs> take it easy. Um, all right. So here's here's the deep questions. How has golf changed your life? Another way of asking it, I thought about maybe an easier way of answering it for you is: Have you 
had you never fallen in love with golf at 30, what do you think you would be doing? Hope you guys are enjoying the interview so far with Eric Anders Lang. Now, listen, you may be in your car. You may be listening to us at home or in front of your computer doing something else. You're likely multitasking. And guys, you may even be in your underwear. And if you look down at your underwear right now and they're not Mack Weldon, or you look at your undershirt, or you look at your, your kind of wear-around-the-house pants and they're not Mack Weldon, you are doing it wrong. They will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you guys will ever wear. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means if you're like Pat and you sweat a lot and you kind of stink, you're getting old, Mack Weldon can help you boys out. They want you to be comfortable. And if you don't like your first pair, listen to this. This is one of our favorite things. When I'm on the website browsing around at some of these hoodies that I've got, some of these underwear that I've got in my shopping cart and I'm looking to get from Mack Weldon, the one thing that I notice is if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Nobody does that anymore, people. Nobody does that anymore. Mack Weldon is a U.S.-based company. I love that they 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 manufacture and they uh, everything comes out of New York City. They ship out of Massachusetts. It's an American brand um, from creators who just saw a need in the market and wanted to make buying men's essentials a lot less complicated, and Mack Weldon has done just that. So here's, here's what you got to do. If for your first order, your first order, you get 20% off when you visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code TourJunkies at checkout. So first order, 20% off, MacWeldon, that's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, and enter the promo code, as always, TourJunkies, to get that 20% off. And listen, if you don't like it, you can let them know, keep it, and they'll still refund your order. How amazing is that? So be sure and give those guys a look, and we appreciate them sponsoring the Eric Anders Lang podcast. Let's get back to it. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to answer the first question. Okay. Uh, how has golf changed my life? Um, I mean, there's two ways of answering it, right? Um, the simple way is, it's pretty easy. Um, in almost every dang corner of my life, it looks different. And I mean, you know, it looks different because when I drive down the road and I see a little bit of grass, mm -hmm. I turn my head. <laughs> yep. You know, to yep. look at the grass, to check that it might be a golf course. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I sit on the window seat of a plane, I, if there's no clouds, I will stare out that window to see if there is a golf course somewhere. Yep. Um, it changed my life because when I walk around and I see a hat that looks like there might be a logo of a golfer, I consider saying hi to that person. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it changed my life in the sense that I, you know, when you have a thought that makes you happy and you can't remember what that thought was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you're walking around, and you're like, why am I happy? Oh, that's right. I just fill in the blank, something positive. That I have those moments a lot geared towards just the general reality that I have somehow landed in a situation that is everything I wanted, yet nothing I could have asked for, <laughs> um, yeah, which yeah. is to work in golf in a way that means something to me and apparently to other people. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday who's 29 
and she was saying that she was really upset about her life and how things were going. And I was like, just so you know, that when I was your age, I didn't even play golf at the time. And she laughed because it was a funny thing to think about that my life literally spun around in ways that you couldn't plan, right? As a person who didn't like golf to now a person who is eight years later or seven years later, the only content in my life that's valuable at this point is golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There is, there is no, nothing I do outside of golf right now. And it may not be that way forever. I mean, certainly the history would say that it won't be, but what has golf done for me? I mean, it's given me something to do, which is in a sense, all the human, uh, all the humans on earth are looking for that. So that's tremendously uh, valuable. Eric, and you, you've shown this already, but I mean, you just seem like the nicest freaking guy on the planet. I mean, just the nicest guy. Although I will say this, we were talking beforehand about firing people and you did say you, you liked to fire people. So I don't know, maybe this question is a little <laughs> premature here, but, but, but I want to know when was the last time you actually got mad at someone? Yeah, I got mad at someone recently. Uh, <laughs> well, my, my golf clubs got stolen and um oh yeah you know they were taking do you know who stole them no but i did look for them i was in a parking lot and i walked around and i was very mad i mean anger is a funny emotion because it's not really anger it's actually sadness and we use anger because it's a bit easier to feel than sadness so uh -huh. yeah and then this is true like there is no uh there's no argument that would ever allow me to believe otherwise. And I'd be happy to debate it with anybody, but anger is just like a dog. When a dog barks, it's not because it's, it's terrified. It's, it's, it's experiencing fear and fear is usually whatever. I mean, we can go into an emotional debate, but I was mad that someone had taken my clubs, but I was only really mad for, I don't know, three minutes or so. And then I just realized like, wow, whoever took those clubs, doesn't know how to play golf, number one, <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, if they do, that's amazing. Uh, second of all, they just, you know, because the golfer wouldn't steal. I don't, I would hope not. But anyway, that made me mad. Um, what else did I get mad about? Um, do you get mad on the golf course? I got mad. Uh, no, not anymore. Um, I used to years ago when I was trying to play better all the time, but now I just try to play better and have more fun, meaning play better. Um, but I got mad, I got mad at a job situation recently. I felt dicked around for a while and then ultimately I got so mad that I actually said the deal is off. And when they said, okay, then I got really mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, That was kind of funny. But to go back to firing people, um, here's the thing about that is, I would never just fire someone out of the blue. I would fire them after trying to give them as much feedback as possible. And in a way, at that point, firing them is like a nice thing to do because yeah. they clearly aren't a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can understand that. Have you ever been in a fight? Like a physical fight? Like a physical fight. Um, when I was younger, uh, there was one time where I was making fun of someone behind their back and I didn't realize that they were literally standing right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, I was a kid. I was an idiot. And basically he was like, are you talking about me? And I was like, uh, no. And then <laughs> I think, I think he punched me and then I kicked him and then it was over. Uh, that was really it. I was a much more, I was much more of like a make a joke and run away guy than, a, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to actually physically battle. So uh, obviously you live in LA yeah, let's. I'm gonna keep with the physical theme here, um, as opposed to the deep emotional theme that, that David had. If you could punch any celebrity in the face without consequence, who would that be? I mean, probably The Rock, because I feel like he would just laugh. <laughs> you love The Rock, though. You, you're obsessed with The Rock. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it would be a point of like connection with The Rock. Like I would punch him, and he would be like, "My brother." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I, mean? I don't think I could punch anyone seriously at this point in my life. Even if I was paid to do it, I don't think I could do it. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I mean, that would be a hard task. That'd be hard. You also, you also know you're a golfer. Like when, you know, you, you talked about earlier, like when you see a blade, of, you patch of grass and you wonder if it's a golf course, you look out the window. Cause I, I do all those things. I, I know Pat does too, but I've also been in some situations like verbal altercations or things going on. I was just talking to my son about this yesterday because they had a big fight in the lunchroom yesterday. So we were talking, it was a, it was a teaching moment about, you know, like when you feel tempted to slug somebody, like thinking through the consequences, but you're also, you also know you're a golfer when you're in that moment and all you can think about is, all right, if I hit him with my, if I punch him good and I sprain my wrist, how, how does that affect how much, how many rounds of golf I get to play in the next six months? <laughs> <laughs> I've, right. I've absolutely had that thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's a reality. That's a reality that every golfer must face. There's trade-offs. Yeah. Who in the who in the golf world, you know, talking head, you know, or media player, pontificator, what do you whatever you may say, just gets on your nerves and why? Well, I think for a long time I didn't really like or understand Johnny Miller. I mean, he has a very negative um, mm-hmm. or had when he, when he was working, he just had a very negative, um, just tone to his voice, which kind of got to me. Um, now I've come to see that just like myself, he loves the game of golf. He, um, suffers from the same problems that most people do. Um, you know, but, but he loves golf and he knows a lot about it. And he, he likes, um, he he's inspired by greatness as we all are. So I've kind of come around to Johnny Miller. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, in general, golf commentating is sort of in need of a wake up call. I know that people are trying out there. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in general, I, I hate when people are like, he really wants to put this close. <laughs> and like, oh, gee, cause I wasn't sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, say so many things, but I'm sure I would be guilty of it too, given that task. Yeah, I mean, I agree too. I do think golf needs a definitely a boost when it comes to that side. I don't know what the answer is. I'm I've always actually sort of been a little bit of a Johnny Miller fan. I, I kind of like how he tells it how it is, but and, he, and like you say, he loves the game, and um, you know, obviously was was great in his career, even though he was a pretty cocky guy, but. But why is, you know, why do you think golf is so addictive? You know, why is there such thing as catching the, the golf bug, as they say? 
I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Like, there's a there's a, golf is a very complicated beverage that is hard to make perfectly for any one person. But that's the great thing about golf is that it's individualized to each person. Every person can have the golf they want. They they can construct their own golf beverage, whether it's going to the range a lot or whether it's they like to go to the golf store and just buy clubs and just look at clubs or whether they watch golf on TV or whether they like to go get paired up with weirdos or whether they just go to Pebble Beach once a year with their dad. Um, you know, but the, but the thing about golf that is, is I think uh, beyond that sort of individualized experience that's addictive is that for no one is golf a game where they've played it perfectly. You know what I mean? No one, no one's walking away, even from a 59, and they're saying that was perfect. They're saying, look, I know that I made some mistakes, but, you know, I can't believe I did it. I can't believe that I overcame my current set of problems that I, that I come to a golf round with. You know, like, like, I feel like I got lost in that, but hang on. Like, the idea is almost like just, just, just the feeling of hitting a golf shot. I mean, that's what it was for me, right? My first moment of falling yeah. in love with golf was the sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, no, there's I a mean, lot of other trappings to it, but I think ultimately it's, it's that experience that that's the addictive thing. Cause, cause you know what happens right before and after the sweet spot is a moment of complete thoughtlessness. And it's really brief. Sadly, the golf swing is way too short. It's only one second, but there's that within that one second, there's like the thousandth of a second where the ball and the club join perfectly and you don't feel anything. You, there's no emotion. There's not even really a physical sensation when you do it right. It's just like, it's very dull. And that is a moment that we kind of use as like, you know, when you deal with credit card transactions with a carbon copy, like, we get that carbon copy of a moment of living life and we're like, oh, the ball went straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's it, dude. Like, you can say anything else you want about wings foot, the old course, you know, a private jet, an M4, like, doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care about the grass. I don't care about the, the weather. I don't care about who you're with. Because when you hit one good golf shot and then you follow it up with another one that's it that's tiger woods that's mm -hmm. cheyenne woods that's bb that's your son who's never tried golf that's your grandfather who played it for his entire life i can i've played a long long time i've probably had a club in my hand since i was three years old and i don't know if i could ever remember a round of golf where there wasn't at least one single shot that wanted to bring me back to the course the next time you know that and that to me is is what's so special about it is, is you don't have to have a great round. You don't have to be on the best course, whether it's Augusta national or your local municipal course, something's going to happen during that round. That's going to bring you back. Yeah. And what's great is that that occurs on a sliding scale. So whether you're guys like us, whether you're guys that are playing off a of plus five or whether you're Rory, you know, the, the margin for error, like, like, if all you want to do is hit a three wood in the fairway in the beginning, you're pumped when you do that. But then after a few years, you want to hit a three wood up the right side and you want it to fall. And yeah. Yeah. Flat. Okay. And then 
you want to hit a hybrid. You want to hit that further. You want to, you, you know, or you want to hit a four iron on this par five. You want to get there in two and you want to, and all of a sudden the margin pair gets smaller and smaller. And so the game hasn't changed, but your level of, um, you know, what, what, whatever it is, like, 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 like you've made the game harder in your own head because you're expecting better and better results, which is exciting. So I want to I want to kind of go you know point a little towards your travels, which obviously you get to travel a lot with what you do. But I want to know has anything ever happened in those travels or you know doing a, a a video or whatever that just didn't was just too wild to make the final cut? And what was it? All right, this is the last break in the action before we get back to Eric. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know where, where we do our betting at mybookie.ag, you're not listening, okay? Because who you bet with is just as important as who you bet on. And we've been working with MyBookie now for over a year and a half. Love those guys. They are just they are just the best people to work with. They're easy. Their customer service is great. You can deposit with Bitcoin. You can deposit with your credit card, checking account, whatever. You get the money back within 24 to 48 hours when you want to withdraw and take money out of your account after you land that big bet. These guys are amazing to work with. If you have problems with them, you can even personally come to us, and we've got guys at MyBookie that will take care of you if there seems to be some kind of an issue, and they've got a great record of handling customer issues uh, that may pop up, although there's very few of them. So we trust MyBookie.ag, and if you're wanting to gamble on anything, literally anything, sports, politics, the next pope, all kind of stuff, go to MyBookie.ag, okay? And if you put in at least $45, and use promo code TOURJUNKIES when you sign up, they're going to give you a 50% deposit bonus on top right away. So if you put in you know, 100 bucks, they're going to give you 150 in your account. It's that easy, and they're just, they're just the best place to bet. So, and they're also a great Twitter follow. Follow them on Twitter if you're not already, at BetMyBookie. All right, that's it. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the podcast with Eric Anders Lang. Thanks for putting up with me. Here you go. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> among the uh among the adventures in golf crew which is made up of my best friend Stuart and uh my other really close friend David um we uh we shot an episode in Thailand and <laughs> uh well <laughs> i mean there is an internal knowing it's sort of like a huge inside joke where all all you need to say to one of us is thailand and it's sort of like <laughs> like it's not even really an event and it's not some hangover i was just about thing. to say like a <laughs> yeah it's, it's not that it's 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 this wonderful experience of living adventures in golf not shooting it right we turned the cameras <laughs> off for a couple of days yeah. and dude we didn't leave anything in the bag like if there was ever a, a a phrase where you were going for it in in life and golf it was thailand i mean we 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 really did a good thing which i learned a lot from we went to thailand and we shot for three days in bangkok um we got our work done and as the role of the leader, my idea was, okay, boys, we're going to get the job done. And then we're going to venture out for four days with absolutely no plans. And we're just going to see what happens. So we left all of our gear in Bangkok. 
we got on a one-way ticket of a flight that we had booked the night before and we showed up in a place where we had no reservations and we got into a cab and said drive us to some place and he said okay and we got there we played volleyball to, at sunset for four hours we still didn't have a hotel room um we walked away from there and poached someone's pool we we swam in the pool for like an hour we ordered drinks um they asked if we wanted to put them on the room we said no because we don't have one and they said we should probably leave so we left <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then we found a hotel and then i mean and then it's just but then we went on more boats and then we ended up in more islands with no reservations then we met other people from germany we met women we met men we met in betweens we met i mean just <laughs> everybody like and i still have friends from that trip that we met on boats um and it was just one of those moments in life where you turn around and you're like how did i get here you know and and you look at the people you're with and th there's a great answer to your first question which is what has golf given me golf gave me that yeah right? And, and we didn't play golf for those four days, like, but we played adventures, right? And, and that is sort of a learning experience in my life is, is these fuel each other. And so, you know, there was too much there to make the cut. Um, we shot a couple things like the intro to the Thailand sequence was from that four day excursion. Um, but I mean, there was one moment we were on a wooden boat in the middle of a of the sea in a lightning storm watching a shooting star and it's pouring down rain and we're in this boat for an hour and a half and i'm like are we gonna die <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like chances are looking good for death tonight uh but <laughs> is this the place where i'd want to go honestly i'd be okay with it if that's the way it was written yeah yeah you know What's the most beautiful spot on earth when it comes to a golf course? You know, not necessarily the best course, but just the, the first thing that comes to your mind, the most beautiful spot. There's a place in Scotland called Dunbar. It's a golf course. And if you skip the first three holes, you end up on the fourth tee box, which is almost a mirror image of the 18th at Pebble. And incorrectly, this place Dunbar is called the Pebble of Scotland. But the more accurate way of describing the situation is Pebble is the Dunbar of America because mm -hmm. Dunbar is 500 years old. Or something. <laughs> um, that's a special place. I mean, Scotland is filled with them, though. So, you know, to pull away the experience and the weather and the and the food in your belly and the score in your head it's hard to differentiate those two but dunbar sticks out as a very special special tee shot in golf that's cool i'll have to check it out i don't think i've seen that so it's it's also it fits the bill for me as being <coughs> not quite front page news mm, yeah yeah all right so surely in all your travels you've got an embar embarrassing moment or two while filming uh adventures in golf which which one or two stand out the most i, I, don't, I don't really see you as someone getting embarrassed very easily that's probably that's kind of tough yeah no i mean getting naked in front of your crew is tremendously yeah. embarrassing yeah i could <laughs> but, tell you struggled with that <laughs> yeah but honestly the good news is it goes away real quick 
Yeah, yeah. You you you're embarrassed for like probably ninety seconds, and then you're like, "Hey, I'm walking around naked. Here's my dick. Everyone's hanging out. Like you can look at it or not. It's weird. It's not normal. But at the same time, I'm just doing my job, and no one else is getting naked from my crew. So whatever, fuck it. <laughs> you know, like it it was weird, but you know it it like everything dude i mean everything's weird until you get used to it like golf is weird until you get used to it um things are embarrassing right like you know i was very i was very interested in not being embarrassed at the waste management last year when i was yeah. playing in the pro-am uh luckily due to some golf god i avoided <laughs> embarrassment and i hit the green somehow on 16 after a nice iron shot so you know, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I was embarrassed when I um, messed up Charlie Hoffman's birthday on the podcast, but <laughs> the irony is we laughed about it. And embarrassment's a funny thing. You know, I mean, it, it, it's the, one of the things I think about embarrassment is there's a great joke. Like a CEO is teeing off at a pro-am and he's on the first tee and he swings and misses the ball completely. Everyone's like, oh boy, this is embarrassing he swings again misses the ball completely and you know i mean everyone watching is just really really uncomfortable then he swings again and tops the ball and it rolls like five feet the ceo turns around looks at everybody and says geez tough course <laughs> and, like i mean i think my job as an entertainer is a wonderful opportunity to basically take any theoretically embarrassing opportunity and make a joke out of it. I mean, I can't imagine Bill Murray being embarrassed. No way. Yeah. No. Embarrassment means you're not in the present moment. I have a lot so of things I... that I do that are embarrassing. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, speaking you do. of that, like the Charlie Hoffman thing got me thinking because what was it? So we interviewed Bob Parsons, and <laughs> who you probably know, creative PXG billionaire. What did I say, David? He was talking about something and I, I equated it to football, but he wasn't. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, he said a word that sounded like something and you completely, <laughs> you, you responded to it. The, the, the word that he said and the word that you heard in your brain could not have been two more opposite things. <laughs> yeah. And so you responded to what he said laughingly and like you were super engaged in the conversation, <laughs> but could not have been more confusing to me and Bob. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Pat does embarrass himself a lot. So maybe embarrassment isn't a real thing for you, Eric, but for some people like Pat, it is. When <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was the last time golf made you cry? Like actual tears? Old course, uh, two months ago. Okay. Um, we, uh, we, were, we were heading out to play the old course. It was on our itinerary for this job we were doing for Visit Scotland, and um, which you guys obviously know about. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, we we <clears throat> we um, were driving up, and um, I get a call from a guy who's we'd been messaging on Instagram about playing the old course, and I said, "Look, there's a small chance that my friend Stuart is going to be here in time. He wasn't in Scotland yet. Stuart is from Scotland." Yeah, he has never played the old course, and so I said, "Look, there's a small chance that Stewart's going to be in town then, so I just need to be wary of that because I would feel bad to go play the old course without him." And the guy I was talking to said, "Oh, well, 
I don't need to play. I'll get you the tea time, but you guys can go play. I'd much rather have you play with your best friend and I'll just walk along. And that immediate expression of selflessness hit me, yeah. right? That, mm-hmm. that got me um, in the car, just in the car. Um, yeah. And so, and so then we developed a plan where we were going to surprise Stuart with a round at the old course. And um, when Stuart arrived to Scotland, I learned that his father was also in Scotland at the time who, you know, they both live in Australia. So the fact that they were both in Scotland at the same time was a surprise yeah. about an hour and a half from the old course they were in Glasgow. So then I got his dad's number and surprised Stuart, not only with a round of the old course, which he wasn't expecting. We told him that we were just going to go walk around and we didn't have time to play. So then we said, Stuart, get your clubs. We're going to actually tee off in an hour. And he was like, no way. <laughs> and I was excited for that. But I also knew that his dad was around the corner with his clubs and that he was going to play with us. And so then Stuart and I walked up to the old course, the first tee. Oh, my God, he's so excited. He's so excited. And then we wow. literally come around the corner to the starter shack there, the little starter stand. And Stuart runs smack into his dad. And he goes, <laughs> what are you doing here? And his dad goes, with his clubs in his hand, he goes, I'm here to play golf. And immediately Stuart just, like, no joke, fell to his knees. Burst into tears. Burst yeah. into tears. Yeah. Because yeah. the other person that hasn't played the old course is Stuart's dad. So... Here yeah. on this Friday afternoon, perfect weather. The sun's going to set late into the evening. You've got more than enough time to play a full round of golf and walk back into the home of golf as the sun is setting. Is me and Stuart and his father and another guy who set it up who we don't know from anyone. Right? A guy who lives in St. Andrews who just went ahead and made the tea time for us because I don't know why. Yeah. Right. And that was one of the more emotional moments in golf. And my father and I have played golf on Valentine's, on, <laughs> on Father's Day. Um, you know, we've, I, we've, I played Pebble with him on my birthday. Those were all really special. But there was something very special about this moment, being at the home of golf with my best friend and his dad. That's awesome, man. Like, that, that, that is a beautiful story and, uh, and picture. Um, that's that's – that's super cool. Um, uh, by the way, big fan of Stuart. I love the the podcast you guys do together. He, you need to have him on. <laughs> you need to have him doing more. He's hilarious. Um, yeah, we got. He'll be back soon. That's uh, that, that's cool. I, I gotta tell you, like you're, you know, I've we, like I said, we've listened to you a lot, and um, I, I feel like you're a more emotional guy than I am, um, just based on what I know of you through listening to you and watching you and stuff. The last time I cried, golf made me cry was, um, and this is the reason why this question came out is, uh, is because I was prepping for your, um, uh, for your interview. And I was like, you know what, I got to make sure I'm all caught up on adventures in golf. And I watched the uh, last two episodes that you did. I had not seen in adventures in golf and the military one. I don't know why, but there was just some there was just some moment where that one, the, the, the one guy, I think it was a staff sergeant talked about yeah. his injuries uh, overseas and that it affected his speech and it affected all this stuff. And um, that golf has just done so much for him. And uh, that like, that made me kind of choke up and I don't, I don't get like that, you know? Um, and I think what's, I think going back to, if I can continue to be real sappy here, which man, our, 
our listeners are probably like, what the actual hell is happening on this podcast right now? Um, but it, it makes me go back to like how golf is different than so many other things in life and, and, and vastly different from sports. And I've played a lot of sports. Pat's played a lot of sports growing up. And, um, and then like why it's so addictive. It's because like it, there's something about people who are connected through golf like the guy in, in, in Scotland that knows you from nobody that sacrificially gives you, you know, gives, gives Stuart a, a spot to play and sets this whole thing up for no reason. And, you know, like why, for some reason, it just makes me tear up to hear staff sergeant, you know, say that he, you know, he was injured. And then, the, you know, the, 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 the life that golf has given him, like there's something that we all share. If you are, if you have the bug, like if you've, if you've been hooked that, it almost like it, it. It's almost like, man, if everyone in the world could love golf like we do, <laughs> like maybe we'd all be better people. I just think it, it's just one of those games where it just makes you a better human, and we all understand what golf gives us and those feelings. Like you're talking about playing with your dad, you know, Stuart playing with his dad at the home of golf, like. Un- that guy in that car that doesn't know Stuart and doesn't know his dad and doesn't care, you know, typically like knowing the feeling that, that those human beings would get motivates him to be selfless and do this. Right. And like, I can't think of another sport for sure. And not even other things in life other than maybe a person's faith that would produce that same outcome. It's golf is such a spiritual game to me and listening to a story like that just confirms that my eric anders lang moment of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) you uh i mean you said you said it perfectly i mean it's 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 all right there and and you know if you play golf and you don't see it that way that's fine all right so i got three more questions for you speaking of spiritual golf moments as you know me and pat are from augusta born and raised um live 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 and operate tour junkies out of augusta um me and Pat have both been privileged enough to play the Augusta National in our lives. I played it because I was a caddy there for a couple of years. So I played on caddy day. Pat has played it um, as a guest. Um, and we know you got to play it for the first time this year as a just the lucky son of a gun that won the media lottery drawing. Um, what was the one thing that surprised you the most? Or maybe it was just completely opposite of your preconceived ideas Um that you had before you played it um that they didn't have any bucket hats in the pro shop (laughs) 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 i was yeah yeah i was like missed opportunity for eric um (laughs) uh um no it was it was um it was the eighth fairway how uphill it is how brutal it is to walk um the eighth fairway to me is i don't know if you go to some golf destinations and and the caddy says oh right by that tree there's a little thing underground and you pull it out and there's some whiskey in there and it's it's a secret (laughs) yeah yeah that to me was the eighth fairway altogether because the eighth fairway is funny because when you walk up the eighth fairway if you don't pull a ferris bueller aka don't stop and look around every once in a while Mm-hmm. you miss what for me was the best place on the golf course, which is this uh, ribbon that unfolds in front of you into, I think all of Georgia. Mm. 
Um, you've got you're you're heading towards the highest part of the golf course, the first green, and you've got the all golf underneath you right there, and it's not Amen Corner, and yep. it's not the tenth fairway, and it's not the eighteenth green. It's not it's not these famous points on the golf course. What you're looking down at is kind of like a dream version of Augusta National Golf Club, which is this place that you have never seen. No, no one takes photos there. No one walks on that fairway. There's just, there's no coverage there. There's no, there's no camera angle that looks back up the eighth fairway and you have to stop and turn around or else you miss it. Yeah. So for me, that was remarkable. All right. This is a, this is going to stretch you, I think. Let's say that um, you never got to play Augusta National. You, so you never got to play it last, you know, this past year, um, and you were never going to get to play it. But in exchange for that, you could allow one person in your life to get to experience it and play it. Who would that person be? Stuart, easy. Who is it? Stuart. Stuart, oh, Stuart. Oh, I thought you said yeah. sure, easy. Stuart. No, awesome. I mumbled it. I mumbled it. Yeah, Stuart. I mean, Stuart and awesome. I were together when we went to Augusta the first time. We went and, uh, as spectators, went to go see the Masters uh, for Danny Willett here. And, um, you know, uh, I mean, dude, we just were thrilled. Like, like we only had one ticket, so we were trading. Like, I went in, cried at Amen Corner, and then he went in an hour later and cried <laughs> at Amen Corner. And then, and then we got together later and talked about it. Um, we played Augusta Country Club next door, pretended the roars were for us. Um, <laughs> I've done know, that I, before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, and, and, and he has, obviously a lot of people I know have a devotion for golf, but, but he has an uncanny devotion for golf and for the Masters in particular. And in a way, I would almost feel bad giving it to him because it, he might actually literally combust (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no it would be Stuart without without even there's no doubt um all right last question we have unless you have anything else you want to talk about um I want to know for our listeners what is the single most important lasting impression or thought that you would want anyone who listens to your podcast or watches the uh adventures in golf or Eric Anders Lang um, video content. What is the single most important lasting impression or thought you would want anyone to get out of that? I mean, it's kind of a cop out, but I think I'd want them to say, huh, I didn't know that. You know, I mean, for example, like uh, your wife, right? Oh, I didn't know golf was cool. Or a kid saying, oh, I didn't know that they played golf in India. Those people seem nice. Or for a person who's been playing golf their entire life and cares about score above all, huh, I didn't know that there was, that I could play and actually just target enjoyment as my score. Uh, Huh, I didn't know private clubs weren't filled with douchebags. Huh, (laughs) I didn't know that whatever, 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 you know, like the the goal is to, I think, educate and inspire around um, a game that I was pretty lucky to find. That's awesome. I think you've definitely done that. I feel like uh, you've done that for for us. I think you've done that for a lot of people, and uh, it shows up in the success you're having. And um, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to uh, hanging out again one of these days, hopefully in Augusta. 
And um, again, if you're not following Eric at Eric Anders Lang on Instagram and Twitter, subscribe to the podcast. Eric, where are all the places that you can find the podcast? Obviously, I know it's on iTunes. Where else can folks uh, folks find the podcast? I think it's like everywhere. I think yeah. it's like Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. I don't know. Like it, it might even go straight in. It might even get mailed to you via snail mail. You might just wake up with a cassette in your in your mailbox. Um, don't listen that way though, because yeah. then you can't get credit for the for the listens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please uh, download it many, download many times it. on Apple. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. I look forward to hanging with you guys again too. It's been it's been a really fun talk. I I, I love what you guys do, and you know I uh, we need to, we need to get we need to get some hang time. 